Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball.com so you can get the newsletter and make sure to print off our cheat sheet at HerFantasyFootball.com slash cheat sheet. And a friendly reminder, make sure to tune into the radio show on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio from 9 to 11 Eastern on Saturday nights. Also, we will be in Toronto August 25th to 27th for the Fantasy Sports Show. Come see us. Ask us a question on our Twitter handle for a free day pass to enter into a free day pass. Also, you can go to thefantasysportshow.com and enter our promo code HERFFB1 to get $2 off your ticket. You can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook slash HerFantasyFootball. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. I'm here with Ashley Williams and Brandon Marianne Lee, my sisters and delightful co-hosts. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hello. What is up? We just finished our first full week of football. How does it feel? Good? Good. Good. Decent, decent. I feel like uh, we definitely saw some interesting people. So I can't wait to talk about it. Can't wait to talk about it. Kenny Galladay, the legend is already beginning. Yeah, right. <laughs> Rico Gathers, stud of the preseason. Just can't stop with the touchdowns. Can't stop. Can't stop. Can't stop. We get to stop. talk about all those yep. people just in case they screw your team over later in the year. And by later, I mean week two. You're it might welcome. happen. Yep. You're welcome. Well, you're welcome. We will cover all of them. We're going to go matchup by matchup this preseason week two and cover all the teams of must draft, sleepers, and do not draft. Lucky for me, I got all the really bad teams, so I have lots of do not drafts. It's going to be fun. It's going to be good, ladies. Let's get started with Ash. a few of Ashley's teams. We got the Baltimore Ravens at the Miami Dolphins. What a matchup. No. <laughs> um, the Baltimore Ravens are one of those teams that I thought were better on paper. And then as I get through mm. it, I'm like, I don't know. Mm. The only person who I would say is a must draft for me is Danny Woodhead. And really only if you're in a PPR league, he's going in the seventh round at the same time as Terrence West. My issue with Terrence West is he is sandwiched right between Frank Gore and fat, skinny Rob Kelly. And I think I prefer both of them to Terrence West. I'm not what, what you ladies think, but if, if I got to choose, I'm definitely, I'm going Frank Gore for sure, but I'd almost wait and get Rob Kelly. But um, so Danny Woodhead is my must draft. Sleepers, Joe Flacco, he is uh, excited to return back to practice, but at the end of the day, you know, his ADP is lower than Jake Cutler at this point in time and Sam Bradford. He finished 20th overall last year. You can get him in the 14th round. So unless you're in a two quarterback league, you're not drafting Joe Flacco. Not Perfect. something you really need to do. Um, but Brashard Perriman is what's interesting here. And I would is love it to know. Is it? I was going to say, because Brandon has always loved Brashard Perriman. It's <laughs> my favorite. Um, shocking. He's dealing with an injury, hamstring injury. It's grade two. Um, he will be sidelined for at least a couple more weeks. He already missed two weeks due to the injury. Uh, and, you know, he's been hurt since. Basically, he was drafted in Forever. 2015. But so he what came out of the womb. Yeah, but he came out really, of the womb with a broken leg. But you know what's weird, though, Courtney, is that 
Jeremy Macklin is listed as the third wide receiver in the depth chart behind Wallace and behind Perriman. Yet, you can get Jeremy Macklin in the eighth round, Wallace in the 11th, Perryman in the 14th. And so I'm a little nervous about Jeremy Macklin right now. That's a pretty high ADP for eighth to be the third wide receiver. So I think Wallace is the guy you're targeting at the 11th. I think that's the safest value that you're going to get in terms of he's listed as a starter depth chart. He has potential. Um, and for the 11th round, if he doesn't do much, you don't really care. Whereas the eighth round, you're a little upset. And Perryman in the 14th, it's a flyer, but he's always hurt. Blaze this as a starter. So for me, I think Wallace is really the only safe pick that you have here. And everybody else you don't draft on this team. Do you disagree, Brandon? I know your love for Perryman. <laughs> well, no. I mean, I think that, listen, you could do worse than a guy who's starting and on a team that passes the ball as much as the Baltimore Ravens in the double-digit rounds. I guess, like, I just don't think that double-digit round guys are are risky because you're going to cut most of them anyway. So you might as well just pick someone with upside. I mean, how many people hold on to their 14th round pick, period? Very few. Right. I mean, so I guess for me, I just, I don't know. I mean, I, that is not a ringing endorsement, by the way. It didn't sound like that. No. I guess for me, I just think that, like, I, I don't know. You go for upside there, and you hope that maybe he becomes the player that people wanted him to become. And then if he doesn't, you cut him. I mean, who cares? He's a 14th-round pick. Huh? I just find it really interesting that he is still listed above Macklin on the depth chart, despite not being any part of preseason, any part of camp. So I find this very, very interesting. Um, to me. And it's more, I guess, not an endorsement for Manklin that just makes me personally nervous about it. So um, JGIE, he has been cleared from concussion protocol, so that is great news. So he's going off the boards in the beginning of the second round. That's about where he should be. You're going to draft him, certainly. Um, Jarvis Landry, we're on the Dolphins, obviously, right now. Obviously, you're checking him as well. He might be the steal of this entire draft for me he is going to be the end of the fifth round but you're going to get third or fourth round value out of him at least he was a 16th highest scoring wideout last season so the fact that you can get him as low as you're getting him is amazing he is somebody that you should absolutely be targeting in that fifth round um sleepers would be maybe kenny stills or Devonte parker eileen heavier on kenny stills you can give him the end of the 14th that's another guy like brandon says and then the 14th that's a good flyer to take again a starting wide receiver isn't as injury prone as Brashard Perryman. That's the guy that I would target before Brashard Perryman on a team with, again, a, they throw a lot. So, and my only don't draft on this team, um, well, this is my only draft. The one I'll actually mention is Julius Thomas. 20th tie going off the board right now. You have no need to draft him, and he didn't even finish in the top 25 last year. I don't care that Cutler's coming there. Do not try to get Julius Thomas. So you think they're going to throw more? Is that because Jay Ajayi is injured? And Jay Cutler. I mean, Jay Cutler has historically always had decent running backs mm. with him, but it's Jay Cutler. He's, you know, he's a gunslinger. What a nightmare. And <laughs> <laughs> see that? That was me shooting guns and then smoking a cigarette in between rounds. Oh, what I don't a nightmare. So I'm just back to the that. word nightmare. <laughs> nightmare nightmare all right you guys if you are not part of the food delivery movement you should be hop over to hellofresh.com that's our preference right there if you enter her ffb30 you get 30 dollars off your first delivery 
which is fantastic. It's like farm to the table, fresh as pie, and it's less than $10 a meal. So with $30 off your first delivery, you're getting three meals for free, right? Am I right? <laughs> yep. right. That's uh, not quite the math, but it's less than $10 a meal with the coupon. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, but that's what I'm at. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's right. like it. Yeah, it's like yeah. it. I mean, basically, it's basically it. Brandon, don't, don't, don't listen. <laughs> They're good meals. They're easy. They take about thirty minutes to prepare. They're fabulous. So again, hop over to HelloFresh.com and to her FFB thirty for thirty dollars off your first order. And this delivery. week we got buttery steak, and I was like, what? Yum. Buttery, buttery steak. steak. Mm. Guys, it's so delicious. So good. So good. All right. So let's get to those Kansas City Chiefs, Cincinnati Bengals. Brandon? All right. The Kansas City Chiefs. I like Travis Kelsey. And I, I usually like to wait on tight ends. And I usually like to wait on quarterbacks. But, man, when you look at the ADPs in the third and fourth round, it's like a black hole. There's nothing good going on there. It's really bizarre. I've never, I've never experienced this in fantasy where that high, I already want to stop drafting. Usually in the double digits, I start going, oh, I'm tired. But the, uh, this year, the third and fourth round, it's just filled with a lot of question marks like the Ty Montgomery's of the world, Christian McCaffrey, Joe Mixon, Spencer Ware, um, even guys like Tyree Kill, which I'll discuss here in a minute, uh, Keenan Allen. It's a lot of question marks. So I fourth listen, round I, is the worst. It's just bad. So I hate, I hate it. I think that yeah, I'm okay taking Travis Kelsey in the fourth because frankly, um, whenever the guy's played in a game in a year, he's had at least 862 yards and at least 67 catches. Now the touchdowns, we'd like that to go up, but especially if you play in PPR leagues, I think you can do a lot worse. I think he has a very high floor. Um, and it's a, a position scarcity issue at the tight end position. I don't know. I, I feel fine taking him. Uh, and I know that a lot of people are saying, no, 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 you have to wait because tight ends are terrible. And tight ends are terrible. But Travis Kelsey is not one of those terrible ones. So I'm okay with it. Sleepers, um, speaking of where, there's been a lot of talk about Kareem Hunt um, overtaking uh, Spencer Ware and what have you. Although it seems like right now Spencer Ware is pretty much the entrenched starter. Um, I'm not saying that Kareem Hunt can't come in there and, you know, cr create some havoc, but it's uh, it's a little dubious. I mean, where really what I love though is that they always get hurt in Kansas. I don't know what it is about running backs in Kansas, but they all get hurt. So Kareem Hunt will eventually have his shot. It's just how long is he going to stay healthy once he has a shot too, you know? So well, kinda... I, I I at this point my problem is, is that you can get Spencer Ware in the fourth, supposedly, although I've seen him go a lot later than that numerous times. Yeah. So I think that that's a surprise yeah. ADP to me. But Kareem Hunt has an ADP in the eighth round. And if he's not starting yet, I think you're going to be disappointed. And I'm kind of worried that he's going to be the Derrick Henry of the 2017 season, where everyone thinks he's definitely the guy, um, even though the team keeps saying he's not the guy. And uh, I'm nervous. And I know Ashley's going to say that she feels the same way about the Bengals, but uh, Joe Mixon at least had like a killer preseason and Jeremy Hill is not all that great. 
Um, not that Spencer Ware is all that great, but he still is Mixon's better. Mixon's preseason was not that much better than Hill. Like it wasn't. It was, it was basically the same stat line. Yeah. No. No. I. I. I, I agree. But I, it was a good stat line, though, and and it looks like you know. I don't know. I. I I have where much, 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 much higher than Hunt in our rankings because where is the guy? This is what I hate about preseason is there's always these yeah. Derrick Henrys of the world that people just want a story and they're like, oh, he may be the guy. He's not the guy. He's not the guy. And by the way, I like Derrick Henry and I like the talent. This is not a talent issue. It's a role right. issue. It's a and role the role issue. is interesting. I am worried about Tyreek Hill because we don't know what he's like as a number one wide receiver. We only have one year of evidence of him doing anything. And here's the problem. He's not going to be returning kicks anymore. So if you got those points and those touchdowns, that's gone. Okay. Right. Uh, number two, he only had 593 receiving yards. Now, he was able to score six touchdowns off of those, uh, but honestly, he got a big boost from 24 carries for 267 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, if he doesn't have that, too, uh, we're taking down his value a lot here. And also, I'll remind you, this is the team that had a year recently where no wide receiver scored a touchdown all season. So, uh, yeah. And by the way, that also means that perhaps, and this is why I'm kind of going back and forth with the Kareem Hunt, Spencer Ware situation, they may just use them together a lot um, or rotate them and they salt may get actually a lot. They're, they're going to be salt and pepper. And we're not going to mm -hmm. know what that all looks like. I'm not entirely sure I'm sold on anyone other than Travis Kelsey. I think he's the only guy on this team that I really feel great about. You can't draft Alex Smith, um, who, by the way, has never had a 4,000-yard season and he's only had one season of over 3,500 yards, and it was last year, and he had 3,502. Yeah. Got Something. me second place in the league. Booyah. Is that a two-quarterback? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he's, yeah, two-quarterback. Mm -hmm. He's consistent. He's consistently Consistently lukewarm. Yeah, but it's better than, like, awful. Yeah, 12 points. 12 points every time. Every time. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah. I've had some years with Ryan Tannehill where he gets you way less than 12 fantasy points. You know, Philip so Rivers gets you less than that. Than oh, yeah. Season. See, there you go. There's five pointers out there. That's the hotness right there. Well, Brandon, I cover the Cincinnati Bengals. And let me tell you that I wrote Joe Mixon, I think, will be the guy. That's exactly what I wrote, Ashley. Exactly what I wrote. Fortunately, you don't um, do the rankings. No, I do not do the rankings. So if you follow our cheat sheet and you want to listen to me, you're <laughs> going to bump Joe Mixon up, okay? You're just going to bump him up because you're not going to get him in any other way. Um, but the thing is, is that Cincinnati has a really tough schedule in all of their positions, and they have a bad offensive line. So regardless of who is in the backfield, it's not like the best scenario for any of them. Um, but I do like Joe Mixon out of all of them. Um, I like him more than some of the other running backs going in that round. As we said, that awful fourth round with Carlos Hyde or Montgomery. Um, and I just, I don't, I can't fall in love with anybody else there. So I think if you want to take a risk on Joe Mixon, he's a freak, freakishly great talent. 
So, you know, there's really high upside, Ashley. Really I want, I want, I, th I think no one that's listening to our podcast should target Joe Mixon, Jeremy Hill, period, and a discussion. You let them pass. I can't I, write that in our rankings. I can't say hard pass. I'd like to. You thought she'd like to. <laughs> I, would, I mean, I don't, I don't believe, I think they, even if Mixon's the guy, he will share the ball. There you go. I think that the problem with Joe Mixon, uh, and I, I, I think he's going to be the guy too. But the problem is Giovanni Bernard is still there. So the passing down situations are, you know, could be questionable. And then they are still going to give Jeremy Hill occasional goal line carries. And I don't know why. Jeremy Hill's going to be the new Brandon Bolden for the Cincinnati Bengals. It's too murky for where <laughs> you have to take him. Like there's other guys that are better. Like go get Frank Gore. Frank the Gore Tevin is Coleman. On his own, you know, like there's too many question marks around these guys. Hard pass, hard pass. All right, Ashley. No Ashley is, pass for you. Ashley She's is not like taking any of that. Line. She's like, I am. Mm -mm. I am. watch. I'll end up with at least one of them on my team in the family draft. I'm sure, but I hope so. I really hope so. The only person that the hard schedule doesn't affect is AJ Green. Of course, if you want him, you have to pay for him. He's going in the first round, so. Yes. You do you. Um, I I think if I'm taking a different wide receiver from the Bengals, I put my eggs in Brandon LaFell's basket, but I'm not really doing that with any Cincinnati Bengal wide receivers. So just saying, like, if you're going to pick one that's not A.J. Green, I'm going with Brandon LaFell. That's my pick. Cincinnati's defense, we have ranked 13th. So they're right there on the cuff of drafting. Uh, Cincinnati's defense is usually just fine. And obviously you're not going to pick a kicker. In the Cincinnati Bengals. But obviously, you're just not going to do it. Okay. There, we don't have them ranked high enough for you to do that. All right. We would like to take a moment to thank another awesome sponsor, pristineauction.com. This is P R I S T I N E auction.com. Pristine Auction is the perfect place to find that perfect piece of sports memorabilia for your man or woman cave, which, by the way, my daughter is making a tree house. She's saving all of her money for a tree house that's going to have a woman's cave because that's <laughs> really? what's right. Oh, yeah. Every woman needs their cave. That's what she said. So this is perfect. So she will go here and get her Sammy Watkins <laughs> paraphernalia and put it up in here. She <laughs> said that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like every woman needs a woman cave. Every woman. <laughs> I'm yeah. just giving this with Scarlett. Yes, this is a Scarlet. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So they always have a daily auction ending nightly. Um, always something perfect for a fan of any team. Listen, these are authentic items. Authenticity. Authenticity. Get it, Authenticity. girls. Is everything. <laughs> <laughs> Get it, girls. Got it. Uh, drink, drink, drink. Uh, they get their items from trusted sources, and it's probably more affordable than you think. Sure, you can pay up for an awesome helmet signed by Tom Brady, which they have right now. Or you can get cool specialty items like a photo signed by Willie Sneed for just $15. Um, so go check it out right now, pristineauction.com. Quick, free to register, free to bid, lots of great items. Again, this is pristineauction.com. Yay. So I'm not going to let Scarlett see that website for a little bit. She's <laughs> all of her piggy bank money on that thing. Yeah. <laughs> all the piggy bank at Pristine Auction yeah. for yes. Scarlett. Yeah. Woman Cave. 
Yes. All right. <laughs> Let's move on to a couple more good teams. The Buffalo Bills, the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. So LaShawn McCoy is obviously a must draft, but you're not going to get him unless you're in one of the top five spots in your draft. Um, but he's worth every penny of his ADP. So if you are in the top five, don't do something foolish and not draft LaShawn McCoy. You absolutely should. Now, Jordan Matthews, he has a chip fracture in his sternum. Um, and the team is calling essentially his status at this point in time week to week. You've got to sit there and put wonder. I mean, it's a horrible thing to say, but as I read this news, I was like, what are the Bills thinking right now? They just got rid of injury prone Sammy Watkins from their team, took Jordan Matthews, and now he's got a chip fracture in his sternum. Like, what a freak injury to have right now. So bizarre. But at so least he's week to week. Um, go in the 10th round, though. So honestly, if you're looking at a wide receiver one that you can get in the 10th round, go for it. You know, he may or may not get you exactly what you want. But again, when he's in the 10th round, you're not that upset about it. So I'm okay with him. Zay Jones, um, he is working with the first team offense. He, again, is listed as one of the wide, uh, wide receiver two on the team. So he is someone that is a safe pick. I think he will be the outside wide receiver. He'll do the deep ball. But we kind of have to wait and see how that's going to play out. Anquan Bolden. He only played in the slot in college. They're all slot receivers. They're so all I'm not slot quite sure receiver. who is going to be number one. Do you think it's, it's going to be a contact sport on just their team? Bolden's a slot receiver. He's <laughs> they're Bolden's like right into each other. Bolden's been playing in the slot at camp right now to practice. So he's the slot. What they have to figure out then is Jordan Matthews and Zay Jones. And that is what we have to wait to see with preseason because they literally are all slot receivers and so they're going to try to make something work. But do Which we think why, Jordan Matthews is number one? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't. He's got he's got a chipped sternum right now, and he so, can't practice with Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. I mean, how's he going to get that chemistry? I mean, technically, when we're talking depth charts, he's wide receiver one. But he's a veteran. You're also talking about a vet in the league compared to a rookie. Yeah, he's I, a I don't know. You know, I mean, that's, so a, that's a little bit of a bonus to it. I mean, my money, as I take, I like Anguan Bolden, the 14th. I'll take that all day, every day. I every like day. that. Um, um, but for essentially, when you look at the ADP for all of them, Zay Jones, you get in the 12th. Jordan Matthews, you get in the 10th. Bolden, you get in the 14th. They are all incredibly late round picks. You could take any of them. You're not going to be that upset with what they do. So Tyrod Taylor is interesting. He's one of my sleepers. The guy just, as we always said, can never get respect. Uh, he is the 18th quarterback being taken off the board right now in the 12th round, which is, I'm just going to go ahead and say offensive for the fact that the guy was the eighth highest scoring quarterback last year, and we have him as the 18th coming off the board. So that's a little bit crazy. So he's my sleeper. You can get him super, super late. So go ahead and do that. Charles Clay is my do not draft because of the slot issues that we just talked about. If you've got three wide receivers that are all natural slot receivers, that is going to really condense this field to within 10, 15 yards in general. There is no place at all for Charles Clay. So maybe big Charles Clay is going to be the one that's running down the field. Oh my gosh. No. Could you imagine? No. <laughs> no. And he's always broken. I mean, he always plays, but he's always questionable. Ooh. Ooh, he's going. <laughs> he's going. Sorry. Charles claims the deep threat. Oh, oh that's a yeah. good one. 
teams didn't see that coming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that would right. be the surprise element. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> Woo! It's like the Darren Sproles of the team. Like he comes out of nowhere. There's Charles Clay, forty yards down the field. No. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that'd be fascinating. Wow. All right. Yeah. So the Eagles, you need to hire me for coaching yeah. right here. I can't believe they're playing each other after that crazy trade, like right now. I know it's fun. I like Too it. Too soon. Too soon. Mm -mm. Yeah. But but Matthews won't be playing more than likely. So I mean, it's come on. Um, Eagles. So Laglarit Blunt. I love Blunt this year. Um, he hasn't exactly been a lot of hype around him in regards to camp, but that is good news for you. His ADP is in the fifth round. After Adrian Peterson, I would like to point out, which is absolutely crazy to me that Adrian Peterson has a higher ADP than the starting running back for the Eagles, LeGarrette Blount, who was a top 10 running back last year. It is literally crazy to me. But you know what? Blunt's style of play isn't flashy. Instead, it is ground and pound, and they can't hit in practice right now, which is why there's not a whole lot of hype around him at the current moment. Um, and when it comes to preseason, we only see them in a very limited number of series. So the excitement also isn't being generated in that sense. So let that work to your favor. Let other people get really jazzed up about players that have limited roles like Adrian Peterson, and you wait and go get LeGarrette Blunt because he is fantastic. Quick update, though. Ryan Matthews was medically cleared and was then released on Tuesday from the Eagles. So we don't have to, not that we really were concerned, but just quick update on that. Alshon Jeffrey, he has been limited in practice and they will remain that way until he's full strength. Uh, the Eagles may consider not playing Jeffrey in the second season game, which probably makes sense. But I don't know about you ladies, but for a guy that is going in the fourth round and has injury concerns year after year and is being drafted before Jarvis Landry, I would like to point out at this current juncture, I'm a bit nervous to draft him. I think this is another guy that I am skipping over. Yes, he's a wide receiver one on this team. We've got injury concerns. You can get Jarvis Landry later. Jarvis Landry outperformed him the last two years. I, I don't understand like why this is even a thing. This is somebody that I think I have to sit there and say that he's going to be a must draft because he is. But if he's someone you want to skip over, I would recommend it. There's other guys you can get that are safer picks. Yeah, I feel like there are very few safe picks. I mean, I, I feel like every time I draft, yeah, I'm just like, oh. But, I mean, the thing is that people just don't think that, that the Miami cares for Jarvis Landry because they haven't re-signed him. Although now with this domestic battery thing, I wonder how big of a role that played. So, uh, Whereas the Eagles went out and got Jeffrey. I don't know. I think they're both a little dicey. But certainly I'd like him to be able to practice with Carson Wentz. That'd be nice. Yeah, but at least Landry doesn't have injury concerns. No, that's true. Jeffrey does, you know, and you can get Landry later. You don't have the injury concerns in play. Um, you have where he's at least working with the quarterback, as you said. And if you look at Alshon Jeffrey, he finished outside the top 50 last year. So his ADP in the fourth is not justified. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is purely one of those ADPs based off historical play and potential. But if you look around, part of drafting is not just saying, yeah, this is a good player. Part of drafting is looking at the value of what you're getting. And if you can get a guy that's going to produce the same amount for you two rounds later so you can get somebody else, that's what you should do. 
Yes. So in my yeah. opinion, you skip Alshon Jeffrey. Torrey Smith's got potential to be a sleeper. Uh, you don't even have to draft him. He literally doesn't even have an ADP on the fantasy football calculator. Uh, but someone you can keep your eye on as he is the wide receiver two on this team with Matthews gone. Um, and unless you're in a two-quarterback league, Carson Wentz is not someone that you would be drafting either. So You're not a Nelson mm. Aguilar believer? No, I'm not. <laughs> Brandon. <laughs> 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 well, I guess that settles that. Yeah. Let's move on, right? Let's move on. <laughs> All right, we got the New England Patriots and the Houston Texans. All right, the Patriots. <laughs> it's gonna be a good show. All right. Um, I don't encourage taking quarterbacks early, but like I said, there's this weird third, fourth round abyss. And um, if you're someone that that knows that you're in a league where people are taking quarterbacks early and often and you want to take Brady, I, I guess I can't argue with it. I probably wouldn't go there, though. Again, this uh, last part of the season, he did not have as many fantasy points by a long shot. He is 40 years old. I do think they're going to continue running the ball. Although in the do not draft zone is all the running backs because they don't like to have one person put up over a thousand yards. Yes, LeGarrette Munt did it last season, but then before that, only two other running backs were able to put up a thousand yard seasons in the last 10 years for the New England Patriots. So um, one of them was Benjarvis Green Ellis. Remember that name, ladies? <laughs> I mean, hello, hello. Benjarvis Green Ellis. Yep, blast so, from the past. Blast from the past. Uh, yeah, so I, I just think that you need to pump the brakes a little bit here. Uh, and Mike Gillisley is the only one that I would uh, lean towards. I think he'll probably have the most yard, total yards, total touchdowns, and what have you uh, throughout the whole season. But um, I think it's going to be one of those things where it's very up and down, and you're going to be a little bit frustrated. He's a more all-purpose back and a more all-around back than LeGarrette Blunt, frankly, which is uh, – Normally a good thing, but with the Patriots, it seems to be um, not because they don't use running backs like that. They give them their specific roles, and then it's all about the game script for that specific week. Um, also, I've come around a little bit on Brandon Cooks in the third, again, because the third round is so dicey that I actually – he's had a great camp. He's been killing it. Uh, the talent was never in question with Brandon Cooks. It's about the role. I actually think that he might have some pretty decent um, – a pretty decent floor, actually. I think he's going to be used quite a bit. So I actually like Brandon Cooks. I have changed my mind on that. Okay. If you're in PPR settings, uh, Julian Edelman is um, obviously one of the, the top guys every single year. I mean, the guy is just all over the freaking map. In fact, he came in fourth in catches last season behind Larry Fitzgerald. That's right. Larry Fitzgerald had the most catches last year, then Antonio Brown, then Odell Beckham, and then Julian Edelman. I think that'll be much of the same. But the problem is, guess how many touchdowns, ladies? Three. 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 So 98 catches, three touchdowns. So again, it's it's a PPR thing. Um, in terms of sleepers, there aren't really any sleepers on the Patriots because of the Patriots. Uh, and obviously, Rob Gronkowski is the best tight end in the National Football League, but um, you do still have to take him early. Um, and he is often injured. I don't want to say he's definitely going to be injured because um, it's not nice, but we all have eyes. 
And I mean, I, I like, you know, I mean, I just like you, you look at the, the number of games played and it's, it's questionable. And, um, but I still think it's worth it. Uh, especially because he's going so late. I mean, you can get him like at the end of the second, sometimes beginning of the third. To me, he's just so much better than everyone else at that position that I still think it's worth a dart he's the throw. Best, he's the best risky pick you can pick in the top, yeah. top rounds. Yeah. He could win you your league. Absolutely. Yeah. His injury could possibly lose you your league, but I, also he could win you your league. Get the defense oh. because they play the Jets twice, the Bills twice, and the Dolphins with smoking Jay Cutler twice. Yes. You're welcome. Cutler. All right. The Houston Texans. You're going to take the Texans defense too. We have them ranked at number four. Um, they are the best thing in Houston, I must say. Then it comes DeAndre Hopkins. And listen, he falls into that third round of ISK right in between Christian McCaffrey and Ty Montgomery. Two running backs that might be fabulous and might also screw you over. So I think Hopkins is a safer bet. I know, listen, at Houston in general really screwed you over last year, and I get it. They screwed me over too. But without Brock Osweiler, we need to have fresh eyes to the Houston Texans, okay? I'm going to start off there as well. So I like Lamar Miller too, okay? I do. I like Lamar Miller. I don't like not in love with him. But I like him. Right, ladies? Solid, no. Steady. Yeah, I don't think Deontay Foreman's taking over. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah, yeah. and I, he falls. <laughs> I mean, I like yeah. Isaiah Crowell. I like yeah. Isaiah Crowell uh, more. And he comes after him in ADP by two picks or something. So if Isaiah Crowell and Lamar Miller are there, I'm going Crowell. Crowell but I think Lamar Miller's right there. I think I, I pick him over Marshawn Lynch, who's getting drafted before him. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take Dalvin Cook instead, but I like Dalvin Cook. I like Dalvin Cook too. And, but that's really kind of reaching at that point a bit. But if you want him again, that third round is so dicey. I think reaching is just fine. Um, but I like, I like DeAndre. I like Lamar and I like their tight end. CJ Fedorowicz and we don't have him ranked very high and that's fine. But I think he's going to be a great tight end this year. I really do. Um, the Houston Texans don't have the easiest schedule. The easiest position for them um, is the wide receiver position, um, which is good for Hopkins. And there are no other wide receivers, just in case you're into this Will Fuller thing of last year. He broke his collarbone. He's out for two to three months. So there's nobody else on the team. Come on, okay. Braxton Miller. Yeah. Slot. We don't know. No. no. You know what? No. And we don't have to All worry right. about the quarterback situation. It's fine. We don't care who plays. You're not going to draft either one of them if you're in a regular 10, 12-team league with one quarterback. Okay? You don't need them. You don't. But you're going to get everybody else that's, like, around them, the number ones. All right? All right. We have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Listen, Mike Evans going in the first round. So if you want him, you got to take him right away. He led in fantasy points for receiving for receivers in standard leagues last year. And yes, these, my sisters will always say, well, Deshaun Jackson. And I get that. Uh, OJ Howard. And I get that too, but I think he'll be just fine. He looked fantastic in the preseason game. You wouldn't have thought there was other new shiny toys for Winston to throw the ball to. And I like Deshaun Jackson too. And he's going to be returning kicks some this year. So that ups his value some. 
You can get him in the seventh or eighth round. Um, he had over a thousand yards last year with only 56 receptions, which big play guy, big play. So that's a little bit of risk, but big plays. They have the sixth easiest schedule for wide receivers. Uh, my sleepers, um, I think Cameron Bright is very much a sleeper. You can get him in the 13th round. Everybody's going Howard early, but I think that Cameron Bright, or as our um, lovely um, beat writer on our SiriusXM show said, uh, Cam. So we're going to call him Cam Bright now. Um, I think that he's legit. He was a top five tight end last year. They're going to be running tight end two sets, which is great. That's only going to give him more, um, you know, be, being open more because Howard likes to block too. So Howard will get fantasy points, but I think Cameron Bright is still going to be the guy. He had eight touchdowns last year. Amazing. Um, as far as the running backs, mm, Tampa Bay has a great schedule for every position except running backs, which is kind of okay because it's a hot mess back there. Doug Martin has finished, has to finish his suspension, so he's going to be out for the first three weeks, which leaves Jacquees Rogers, who will be leading the backfield. And even though he's going to be the starter for the first three weeks, his ADP has not gone up that high. You can get him in the 10th round, which is great for a starting running back with an easy schedule um, for three weeks. So even... And there is a possibility he could earn the starting role, which makes Doug Martin irrelevant, and you have to get him way too high. So I'm not getting Doug Martin. Um, he's in that blunt area, and I think I think blunt is a way better, way better. Jaquiz! Plus, yeah, plus, just so you know, Tampa Bay has a really, really bad offensive line, possibly the worst in the league. That does not bode well for running backs. I'm going to put say Jameis Winston is a do not draft. And this is what I'm going to say. Mm. He is going around the same round as Deshaun Jackson, just so you know, so that seventh or eighth round. But I think it's too high for a guy that finished outside of the top 15 quarterbacks last year. And again, yes, he has new weapons. But I'd rather wait, you know, you can wait and get Cam Newton or Kirk Cousins, Matthew Stafford, maybe even Marcus Mariota. I think he's just too rich for my blood. He threw 18 interceptions last year. The only other quarterback who threw more was Phillip Rivers. So I'd rather wait if I'm going to spend a mid-round pick and go to the 10th round to get, I think, a better quarterback. And he's going to get the hard knocks bump, which I hate. Yes, yep. yes, oh. yes. Yeah. No kickers, uh, no defense for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ashley, what about the Jags? So there's only so many people you could talk about on the Jags, but um, we'll start with Blake Bortles. So coach Doug Marone uh, said he rested Bortles over the weekend because his arm looked tired. Yet when you ask Bortles mm. about it, he said his arm was fine. So I think this is one of those mm. nice little like cat and mouse games between coach and quarterback to kind of um, encourage and inspire a little bit perhaps. But you know what? I love Bortles. I don't like him. I love Bortles. What? We're trying I to get do. listeners. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is not for where date night. you can get him. You can get him <laughs> in the 14th round. He is the 22nd quarterback off the board right now. The I'd rather 20, get Ted Gid Jr. The 22nd. 
he was the ninth highest scoring quarterback last year. I'd rather or get Goskowski. If you, if you want to, I'm not saying you, you, let's be very clear. You do not go get Blake Bortles as your starting quarterback. You do not wait to the 14th round to grab a quarterback. But if you wanted to wait and you want to either do the streaming route or you want to do a later guy and pair it with somebody, I like pairing it with Blake Bortles. I do. People may say it's crazy, but you know what? He looked bad last year too, and he still was the ninth highest scoring quarterback. And for the 14th round, these are guys, receivers, that you're just going to throw away anyway. If you decide that you want to get specialty players all up in the first few rounds and decide you're going to go not zero quarterback, but someone much, much lower, and you want to pair him with somebody, Blake Bortles is your guy. For the 14th round, you are getting your money worth on the value there. Just a reminder, go to herfantasyfootball.com slash cheat sheet <laughs> so you won't be drafting Blake Bortles. Yeah, I do, I do the <laughs> rankings for no, quarterbacks. No. You will not be drafting Bortles. Thank God Ashley doesn't do quarterbacks. <laughs> no, I'm not saying draft him. As I don't like him. I love him. I really? Him. Again, I, really? I think he's going to be benched at some point during the season. I, I don't hear, think he's going to finish the season. Liking no, Bortles but not loving value. him. I love him for where you can get him. You can't replace your quarterback in the fourth quarter. Can't do that. He's not going to be benched. Not permanently. (laughs) (laughs) Finished ninth highest, ninth highest last year. Now I I I will say I tweeted something kind of like this too, where like if you're taking him the round before your kicker. There is some yeah. value there. The problem is, is that I tweeted that before he was throwing five interceptions at practice. Now, maybe he's doing that because finally the Jacksonville Jaguars defense has come to fruition and no. we should all be terrified. That's not it. Okay, no. well, I'm just saying it's got to be one but or the other. Always, no, it's not one or the other because he threw, I want to say, it was 16 interceptions last year. If you're going to sit there and you're willing to put Jameis Winston all the way in what, – what is his ADP right now? I think he's like the – Seventh. Seventh quarterback seven. off the board No, he's the right seventh now. round. I, I don't, He's higher, I think, than that. Yeah. He's like he, the sixth quarterback off the board. If you are willing, you can't you, – if you're willing to do that with Jameis Winston, who finished – well below Blake Bortles last year. Well below. He's yeah, he's the seventh quarterback off the board, Jameis Winston, right now. He had two fewer interceptions than Jameis Winston, and he had more points than Jameis Winston last year. I mean, We're if talking, you're it's if a numbers you're asking game. me, it's a numbers game. Is Jameis Winston more flashy? Yeah. Does he have more weapons? Yeah. But at the end of the day, Blake Bortles will will probably be a higher-ranking quarterback when all is said and done to Jameis Winston this year. Except that his coach said they, they literally want him to throw the ball zero times. He said that, but that brings me to Leonard Fournette, who will not play this <laughs> week against Tampa Bay. Okay, uh, he said that, but... <laughs> a, a, we all know he's not going to throw the ball zero times, first of all. Secondly, Leonard Fournette's not going to play this week because the Bucks. He has a foot injury. Um... And what makes me a little bit nervous here is that Fournette, he had foot injuries during all last year as well at LSU. So I'm a little bit nervous that this is a lingering injury. And the fact that the coach has also gone on to say that he's going to be rotating the three backs between Fournette, Ivory, and Yeldon. 
So that makes me a little bit nervous for where the value is on Fournette. I still like Fournette, but I've got an injury that's already to some extent lingering or has been re-aggravated from last year. You've got a coach who apparently doesn't want to throw it at all, but he also has his starting running back who's going to be in essentially a committee rotation with not one but three guys. It's possible this coach just talks out of his and doesn't really know what he wants to do. I wouldn't which know what I want to do also, if Blake Bortles was my captain also, of my yeah. team either. Can you blame him? I'm just saying, you can't <laughs> sit there and be all up on Jameis Winston and then not apply the same. I was not up on Jameis Winston. No one's saying don't Jameis. draft him. You. Well, not us, but everybody else is up on Jameis <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Everybody yeah, else yeah. is all riding high on Jameis Winston. When you look at the numbers and the stats, Blake Bortles is no different. All right, enough uh, on Bortles. Anyway, uh, sleeper is potentially hard. Potentially, <laughs> Lee. Watch, ladies. Just wait. Just wait. Um, Just you wait. Oh yeah. I don't really, I don't really know what's going on between these two. They're, they're potential sleepers, but Marquise Lee, he's out with a high ankle sprain, which is a very big problem if you're a speedster and a deep ball threat. Uh, it's an injury that can be reaggravated very easily. It's an injury that can take potentially. Uh, months to heal properly so he doesn't even have an adp it makes me very very nervous so if i had to go one way or the other i'd do hearns brand is completely losing her mind over here it like <laughs> it's late but um yeah let's sit with the jags all right you got the carolina panthers and the tennessee titans listen the carolina panthers to me is like an awesome clearance rack at your favorite store that's like right down the street do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like <laughs> everything you want for like a bargain. And I love that. Love it. <laughs> love it. Brandon laughs. Oh, oh. Listen, you may not want to pay in the fifth round for him, for Greg Olson, but gosh, nobody says Greg Olson's not on my wish list, right? So That's I true. get it if you don't want to pay that high, but you can't say you don't like him. He does have the hardest schedule um, out of anybody. But that's not saying much because the Carolina Panthers have a fantastic schedule. A fantastic schedule. I love Cam Newton and Calvin Benjamin so much. I cannot talk about it. Oh, oh. Okay, I'm going to. So cheap. So cheap. so cheap. You can get Benjamin in the fifth round. And there are a few dudes in front of him that I would skip over. Like, again, we say the third, fourth round people, sometimes some of them are dicey. Calvin Benjamin, although, you know, people talk about his weight gain and, and yeah, they had a tough season last year, but they had a really hard schedule last year too. Mm -hmm. So, so I'm going to take that away. Okay. So I love Calvin Benjamin. I, I, I know it's preseason, but Benjamin caught two passes for 40 yards and a touchdown. Oh, love. And I can't say it enough, but Cam Newton in the eighth round, come on. Come on, let's not do it. The year before last, when he had an amazing schedule like he does this year, he led the league in fantasy points and was the MV league MVP. Okay, just saying, just saying. I know he's got a shoulder injury, but I think it's worth the risk in the eighth round to take Cam Newton. Who's going to follow it up with another quarterback that doesn't have injury issues? That's all. No big <laughs> deal. <laughs> not portal. Not portal. Stop. Stop. Oh, Ashley is right. carrying uh, massive torches for Joe Mixon and Blake Bortles. <laughs> this is, this is, is so her bad. like mission this year. 
Yeah. All right. The Panthers rookies running backs, Christian McCaffrey is going very high in the third round. So if you want him, you will need to pay. And I like him. I think he's a potentially an amazing player, but I kind of think of him as like a Danny Woodhead, right? Like a really talented Danny Woodhead. Well, they're never going to get you third round fantasy points. At least I don't think so. I mean, it's possible, I suppose, but it seems really high. In PPR leagues, maybe, but in PPR yeah. leagues, maybe, but it seems really high. Again, I like that. I like the Hopkins, Demarius Thomas, Doug Baldwin's, and even rookie Dalvin Cook possibly more than Christian McCaffrey at that high price. If he falls to you, sure, take him. But if he's going to be drafted high in the third round, I'm not taking him. Um, we have the Panthers' defense is tenth best defense, so you can't go wrong with them. And then Jonathan Stewart is going in the ninth round. I'm trying to give him, get him in every league because he was a top 25 running back on the team that struggled last year, and I think he will be have even more opportunities in the red zone now that the coach doesn't want Newton to run in the ball because that's lazy quarterbacking. So oh, I, think I think he's possibly, I think he is too, but I, I, I love Cam Newton. So I didn't even put that in my notes as Cam Newton's not going to run because he will run. Um, but I think Jonathan Stewart in the ninth round, I mean, that's like you're putting him in a flex if you want to, I think is great value and no Graham Gano. He doesn't even necessarily have the job. Oof. All right, he missed his first field goal. This is <laughs> so oh, good. When he did it, I was like, wow. oh, no. no, 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 so yeah, good. Um, Delaney Walker was the fifth highest scoring tight end last year. Yes, he just turned 33. Happy birthday, Delaney. But he missed five games in the last six years. So that's like nothing for a tight end. I mean, that's basically 100%. Basically. Unless you're Greg Olson, who really is 100%. Who's really 100%. But that, okay. Really? Way higher price tag, Brandon, because you can get Delaney Walker in the seventh round. Uh, What? And that's four rounds or three rounds later than Greg Olson. So I just say I love Delaney Walker's value. I love DeMarco Murray. He has the fourth easiest schedule, and he has proven himself, and I'm sure, you know, Derrick Henry's going to take a little bit. Um, But I'm taking both of them if I'm going to invest in Murray. Murray has been dealing with a soft tissue injury, which is the worst for players. So it could have been nothing, and it could have end up being bad. And at least Derrick Henry possibly can play as your flex every week if you don't end up needing him in that running back position because Murray goes down. So I think he's a solid – handcuff but you're gonna have to pay for that so if you're invested in murray high in the high runs you're gonna get um derrick henry in the sixth round which is really high for a handcuff so you have to be really invested in tennessee i don't think i'm there but if you are you have to get both just do um i'm not on the marcus Mariota train this year um but if you're gonna get him he does have some upside that I would invest in like another quarterback pretty close, like a Stafford or a Prescott to go along with him just in case it becomes a bust because it's possible. And I like Richard Matthews in the 11th round. I'm sorry. This is such a great value pick. I think he, that he's a perfect risk. I realize Eric Decker's there and Corey Brown is on the team. Both of them are injured. Matthews loves uh, Matthews Corey and Mariota. Davis. Have, Corey Davis. Corey Brown had that weird 
resurgence in Carolina for like two years that's right. ago. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's Corey right. Brown. I was like, <laughs> yes, wow, what yes. a blast from the past. Past. I know. Digging nice. deep. Digging deep. Um, but I, who knows? I mean, Decker is 30 and coming off a hip injury, you know, and Corey Davis has been hurt, right? You know, this preseason. So I, I think that Richard Matthews could be the guy for this season. So I think that in the 11th round, you're just asking for a perfect thing. Don't take the Tennessee Titans defense and don't take their kicker, Ryan Suckup. All right, we have the Minnesota Vikings and the Seattle Seahawks. So this team is really cut and dry. Either you draft them or you don't, and there's no real sleepers <laughs> on this team. I like Adam Thielen. You can get him in the 11th. Stefan Diggs, you can get him in the 7th. Um, these guys are great options for that wide receiver three spot on your rosters they're just consistent uh, and you can get them late so i like both of them dalvin cook i'm impressed with him uh, the good news is that he is finally the official starter on the depth chart again as preseason so those can change but uh he can get him mid to late round third round on his adp I think he's going to be good. I like him. I think we've already said, mentioned him a couple times as a better option in that really, really tricky third round is someone that you could at least feel somewhat good about in that round. So I'm okay with Dalvin Cook. I think he's a must start. Latavius Murray, he did not travel with the team for the first preseason game. Um, you know, he's kind of coming back from that injury. I'm not sure I would even consider him for a handcuff right now. You know, might change over the next couple of weeks, but as it stands today, don't do it. Kyle Rudolph, he's an absolute must draft. He finished the third highest scoring tight end last year. He's got a great schedule this year, uh, but you get value. 10th tight end coming off the board. You can get him in the ninth round. Talking about guys you might want to wait for, ninth round for much higher value. So huge fan of Kyle Rudolph. And I just have to mention it because anytime I get an opportunity to talk about Bishop Sankey, I do. He's in my don't draft. Uh, he suffered uh, an ACL ligament. Uh, so obviously he's not someone that you would be drafting. So just a heads up again, if they're not playing, do not do it, but he's just one of those guys again, because I just have to, if history mentioned it, he was waived from the team. So, and you're also not drafting Sam Bradford unless you're in a two quarterback league. Uh, but he is a decent streaming option, but again, he's one of those guys that is never going to have a huge game. So he's just top kind of a consistency play quarterback this year. Top Bradford? 10 quarterback. No. Yep. No, that yep. would mean he would bump like Bortles out of the top. You heard 10. it That's here first. <laughs> <laughs> you are drafting Sam Bradford before you're drafting Blake Bortles, people. I'm not even saying we can't. This whole show can be about Blake Bortles. I'm saying a, a solid streaming option as or is, is your second option. Just saying. Mm -hmm. uh, Seahawks. Doug Baldwin, he is a must draft. Obviously, he did not play in the preseason game against the Chargers, uh, but he is going to be fine. You know, according to school, goodness, Coach Pete Carroll, uh, he did return to practice on Tuesday, so we should be in the clear there. Again, he was a tenth highest scoring wide receiver, twelfth round ADP. I'm uh, sorry, sorry, twelfth round receiver being taken. He is worth the pickup. We love Doug Baldwin. Uh, Paul Richardson is a tricky one that I just I have to give up on. I have to give up on it. It's one of those guys that I feel myself getting caught up in these potential guys that I historically hate. And Paul Richardson is a potential guy. Uh, he exited this preseason game against the Chargers due to a shoulder injury that he incurred during that game. Um, but what's interesting is that prior to the injury, he was listed as a starting wide receiver ahead of Jermaine Curse. You know, so 
the talent is there, but the guy has not seemed to find his way onto the field very consistently. So he doesn't have an ADP, so you don't have to worry about drafting him. But it's just one of those guys I just have to let go of. But there's a lot this hype around him still. So if you want to take a deep flyer on him, you certainly can. But it's very, very risky. I think we've already named some other guys that are better options if you want to do a flyer. Jimmy Graham, you're absolutely taking him. Uh, I like his ADP. Right now he's going in the fifth. I think that's appropriate for him. So that's a good place to strive to get him. And Russell Wilson, obviously you're going to draft him. Um, Thomas Rawls and Eddie Lacy. This is an interesting kind of battle here. It seems as if Thomas Rawls is going to be the starter. He is listed on the death chart as a starter. Yet the ADP does not reflect that. You have to get Eddie Lacy in the sixth, whereas Thomas Rawls is going in the eighth. And Thomas Rawls is actually listed as the starter right now. So... Um, I really went not sure I would target either of them other than maybe the eight for all is the least of value. Perfect. All right. We have the Indianapolis Colts, the Dallas Cowboys. Fantastico. So there were, there was no news with the Dallas Cowboys, by the way. None. Um, Andrew Luck is still not playing. Um, they're, uh, now, uh, their GM is coming out and saying maybe he won't even play week one. I still think he's going to play week one, but, uh, you know, I, I think he'll come back at least like uh, relatively soon. And now his ADP is finally low. It's in the eighth round. I'm okay with you taking him in the eighth round. This is what we talk about with value, everybody. And this is yeah. kind of what your argument was about Blake Bortles. Although it's Blake Bortles. Stop it. Stop reading his name up. <laughs> I, 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 the thing is, is that everybody hits a point of value. And for me, even if Andrew looks out for a game or two, I still think that that is the way to go. Um, you know, last season he threw for 4,240 uh, yards and 31 touchdowns, even with missing a game. In 2014, he had a full season, 4,764 yards and 40 touchdowns. He does throw interceptions. If you have a negative two for interceptions, that could be toughy. But um, I actually don't think he's bad there. Also, I'm still taking T.Y. Hilton. He is by far the best running back on this or best wide receiver on this team. I might be the best running back, too. Who knows? Uh, but to me, no matter who's on the field, it's definitely going to be T.Y. Hilton. Um, he has put up at least 1,000 yards in each of his last four seasons with the Colts. He's a safe choice, and I'm fine with that. And then, um, by the way, there was some rumbling about Eric Swoop maybe coming in and swooping in huh? and uh, taking away some uh, touches from uh, our guy Jack Doyle. But unfortunately, Swoop um, underwent Arthur Arthur's scopic knee surgery oh so tired um and he's questionable for week one but he's also not going to get reps in so it looks like jack doyle is the guy i'm fine with him being a sleeper is frank gore a sleeper can well, we officially say that i'm not quite sure every year he's a sleeper yeah his adp everyone should, sleeps on him his adp should be a lot higher I don't think that Marlon Mack is really going to be the next guy, mostly because Marlon Mack's an East-West runner and almost annoyingly so, and he wouldn't be make a lot of sense replacing one of the best North-South runners of all time, Frank Gore. So I don't that doesn't make sense to me. Supposedly Robert Turpin's having a good camp. I've heard that before. And I'm not drafting Dante Moncrief. I'm sorry. First of all, he's struggling with an AC um, sprain in his shoulder, although he is back at practice, but he's going in and out. But the guy scored seven touchdowns on just 30 total catches. That's impossible to maintain. That's not going to happen again. So um, he's either going to have to have a lot more volume or he's going to have a lot more touchdowns. And I think it's probably going to be the latter. And uh, that's about all you have there. As far as the Dallas Cowboys are concerned, oh, 
and that's not my team. But I'm so used to covering <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys. I just kept I know, talking. Sorry, I know. it's such tears. Tears. Is this tears? That's how I felt when I went past the Denver Broncos because I always get them and they're yeah. not mine this year. Nope. Nope. Cowboys are mine. Well, this will be quick. You're, you're drafting Des Bryant. Um, he's going the second round. He's worth the value there. Ezekiel Elliott, if you haven't heard, which I'm sure everyone has heard, he was suspended for six games for violating the NFL personal conduct policy. Uh, he has appealed the six games that happened on Tuesday. You know, a hearing must be scheduled within 10 days of the appeal. So we should at least hopefully know uh, whether or not that's going to be reduced. His ADP has been adjusted accordingly. Uh, he's at least a little bit lower, but it is still a risky play because if he if you draft him early, hopefully you got a little bit later draft. He is out seven games, that six-game suspension because of the bye. So that's over half your fantasy season. So you better be really, really dedicated to... Yes. <laughs> Brand just put on her Cowboys glasses. glasses. Yeah. Yes. You got to be really dedicated to go to go get him. There's other guys you can get instead of a little bit less risky. I'm not sure I'm loving uh, the running back situation without it. It's a little bit murky at the moment. Uh, it, it potentially is a committee between Alfred Morris and Darren McFadden. Derek McFadden is leading that charge, but I don't know. Uh, you can at least get them pretty low, but you know, you're, if you're going to get that, you got to handcuff yourself, certainly. Dak, I really like Dak. He's the 10th quarterback coming, sorry, 14th quarterback coming off the board in the 10th round. He was the sixth highest scoring quarterback this year. I'm not quite sure why there is such a downgrade. If anything, at this point in time, there should be a bit of an upgrade because they aren't going to have Ezekiel Elliott there. Although I will say anybody can really run behind that offensive line for the Cowboys. So I'm sure they're not going to completely stray from their game plan. But I don't think they're going to stray from the game plan. They got Dak as the sixth highest scoring quarterback last year either. There hasn't been that many changes. So Same receivers. So like Courtney said, she mentioned earlier, he's a good guy to follow up on if you're going to do um, a slightly later, like a Cam Newton, and you want to – well, you don't think you even need a backup with Cam Newton. He's great. But Andrew Luck. Cam Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck's like, If you're going to get Andrew Luck, go get Dak injury. Prescott. Yeah. So. Even, even a Tom Brady. Yeah. Value is there. Anyone could get hurt. Tom Brady Anyone could get hurt. Anyone could get hurt. in his career. He tore his ACL. I think I have I have Dak Prescott ranked higher than almost everyone else in the national football or uh, in the fantasy industry because I have him at seven, and I stand by it. I'd rather have him than Mariota, Winston, uh -huh. Carr. Yep. yep. There you so go. Carr, maybe just Carr because of a bad schedule this year. But um, consider it. if you aren't going to go get one of the big, the main guys in you know, the, the top five then you're in a situation where you generally want to get two guys right in the middle, kind of back it up, you know, like a Stafford and a Dak or Kirk Cousins maybe in a Dak. And that that's a perfect situation for you. So consider him. Uh, sleepers, I'm not, I mean, Rico gathers, Brandon. You mentioned him earlier. I don't know how much of a sleeper he is. If you're in a dynasty league, that's somebody that is definitely worth looking at. But he is technically behind Jason Witten. But I wouldn't be surprised if he, to some extent, surpasses Witten by the end of the year. Courtney's favorite player in the NFL right now. So um, that's really it. But again, unless you're in a dynasty league, don't don't waste your time with it. My favorite is Rod Strader. Don't get it confused. All right. We got the New York Giants and the Cleveland Browns. 
All right. As far as the New York Giants are concerned, people are very excited for this offense moving <laughs> forward. Um, I'm always a little more uh, pessimistic than others, but hey, that's okay. Uh, Eli Manning is their quarterback. Uh, last year, he had negative rushing yards. The only other people to do that in the National Football League over the last 10 seasons have been Peyton Manning and Matt Schaub, and they retired. So uh, what does that mean? Well, I don't really care about Matt actually Schaub running retired? Man, I could have sworn he was on some team somewhere. <laughs> well, Isn't he always on some yeah. team somewhere? He'll come back. He'll, he'll come back. <laughs> he'll definitely. Uh, it seems like he may come back before Colin Kaepernick, which is also weird. But, um, yeah, it's uh, Matt Shop. There you go. So here's my thing. I, the problem is, is that he can't even pivot to get away from defenders. He is just so stagnant back there that if there's any sort of pressure whatsoever it's a complete collapse so what they need to do is they need to run the ball more well the problem is is that they have paul perkins now paul perkins you have to take early in your drafts but the problem is they're actually talking about orleans darkwa over there darkwa duck they think that he might actually be one of the starters this is all very weird to me. I feel like um, I'm trying to avoid the situation entirely. Part of the problems with Paul Perkins last season, we talked about it a lot, pass protection. He wasn't great at it. He got better as the season went on, and then he got more snaps. It was all directly related, uh, but it is an issue. Let's not lie. Odo Beckham Jr. is amazing. Stop acting like he's not amazing. Why are people down on this guy? I, it just I'm going to him into it. Don't I'm do it. Down. be down on him. I'll take him all day. All day long, you guys, mm -hmm. so good. Brandon Marshall, uh, I, here's the deal. If you want to take him, he, his ADP is actually falling quite a bit too. It's kind of fallen off the cliff. So I'm okay with where he's going right now. I would say that when he was going in like the fourth round, that was nutty. Now he's supposedly going in the fifth. I've seen him go way lower than that. So it kind of depends on where you're drafting. In PPR leagues, he should be more going like the eighth. Um, because he's not going to get a lot of catches. But he is going to be a red zone target. I'm okay with that. It's just, is he going to stay healthy? How's he going to do playing with another wide receiver as the wide receiver one and him the two? We don't really know. So that's concerning. But I, I, I could understand if you take the upside angle on that. I think Evan Engram is being overdrafted because let me tell you, they need blocking, again, because they have a stagnant, quarterback and they have Eric Flowers as a left tackle. They have some issues on the line for sure. Rhett Ellison, their other tight end, is one of the best blockers in the National Football League. Yeah. So there's a possibility that Engram's going to lose time too. So this is kind of a bad situation. The Cleveland Browns, you're drafting Isaiah Crowell. The Cleveland Browns had the biggest upgrade on their offensive line out of any team in the National Football League. Uh, but also, Duke Johnson, you can get in the 11th round. And they're actually having him line up as like a receiver. I yeah, think they're he's doing crazy stuff pack. with Duke. Yeah, I think he's yeah. very he interesting. better than, <clears throat> I don't want to say this out loud, but Christian McCaffrey. Or Danny Woodhead, who's getting drafted way higher. Oof. If you're in a PPR league and you can get Duke, Duke Johnson, Johnson in the 11th yeah. round, it's beautiful. Seriously. I, the I values. Awesome. Value, value, value. Also, mm -hmm. Kenny Britt is the number one wide receiver on this team. You heard me. It is Kenny Britt. And if the guy can get 1,000 yards with the Rams, with Jeff Fisher, and that bizarre Case Keenum, Jared Goff thing, he can get 1,000 yards in Cleveland. You heard it here. David Njoku is kind of going in and out. He's supposedly going to play this preseason game. Uh, he was struggling at practice. I would keep your eye on that. I don't. I think he's not a redraft guy, just a dynasty guy. Boom. All right, we got the New York Jets, the Detroit Lions. 
All right, below Powell is the first New York Jet off the board in the sixth round. And because maybe in some drafts, the only one off the board for the Jets. Uh, they have a great schedule, but I have several red flags for him. <laughs> I don't love that he's in injury prone, including hurting his neck during training camp. He is back to practice, but when you are the only player on the team with Matt Forte, who also is injury prone, both are old. Okay. Now, Bilal Powell is not some young chicken. Okay. He's like 28 or 29 years old. Um, Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. I know. I know. He's 28. He'll turn 29 in October. Yeah. This is my thing. He, they are the only position on the field. There's not a quarterback, there's not a tight end, and there's no wide receivers. Though I can't imagine it's going to be that difficult, even though they play against bad defenses, they're not going to be able to figure out how to beat the Jets by stopping the run. So in my personal opinion, you're not drafting a Jet. Stay away from the Jets. Uh, <laughs> people are overdrafting Bill Powell, I think, personally. So I don't think it's going to be worth that value. With the Detroit Lions, I love the value here. Now listen, you don't know which Stafford you are going to get, but if he does not find the end zone, he'll get an interception, which is no good. But he is good enough. That's what I'm telling you. He is that right at the top of that second-tier quarterback, and I think that it's great value. Uh, Detroit's running game has scared me in the past, and the fear has not left yet. I think I am passing on Abdullah in the fifth round. It's just too high mm. for Detroit running back. I like him, but I don't love him. And I don't like all the injuries either that he has. And he has problems with the ball controlling the ball. He also doesn't have the best schedule. Similar guys going around the same ADP, CJ Anderson, Eddie Lacy, LeGarrette Blunt, all guys I'd rather have than Abdullah. All, um, and I would much rather take a risk in the 10th round than in the 5th round. So I'm going Riddick, um, who's had decent mm -hmm. numbers last year. He was the 12th in receiving yards in tier, and um, – and was first in the tier in receiving touchdowns. So he had the most touchdowns for uh, for running back. So I think I would much rather have a Riddick in the 10th round than an Amadola, Amadola who has not proven anything. Uh, I like Golden Tate. He had almost identical numbers to Emmanuel Sanders, and you can get Sanders way later. So although I like Tate, I don't think I'm going to pee for Tate. And did anyone see this Kenny guy? <laughs> Hello. Three receptions for 53 yards and two touchdowns. What? Um, so he's that guy that you're going to draft and he's going to be a bust, or he's no one's going to draft him. You're going to pick him up and he's going to be one of the best receivers. One or the other. Sleeper no more. Sleeper no more. Yeah. That's for sure. I'm not taking Marvin Jones. Cole Beasley. Ashley mentioned Marquise Lee earlier, but uh, similar guys with similar productions going way later in the draft. I think that's so much better. Not. I'm kind of staying away. I think these guys are just going a little too high for my blood. Um, and Matt Prater you can get, and I like Prater a lot. And I'm not drafting Eric Ebron. Uh, I would have Michaelis Bennett over who had seven touchdowns opposing to Ebron's one touchdown. Um, Ebron, I think to me is a potential guy and I'm just not buying it this year. Sorry. Do not draft the Detroit's defense. We should all know that by now. It's a volume play. It's a volume play. He had a ton of yards and catches, but if Ebron? you play in standard, you don't care. Yeah. 
Time I mean, of for yards. a tight end, over 700 yards for a tight end. It's not terrible. Yeah. I guess that's true. With missed weeks. But I mean, playing standard, you don't care about the catches. Yeah. <sighs> that's the difference, though. Know your league settings. Know your league, your league settings. settings. Yeah. All right. We got the Green Bay Packers and the Washington Redskins. All right. Aaron Rodgers. Pretty good at football, I've heard. Um, since 2011, Jordan, uh, Jordy Nelson's averaged at least 78 yards and 0.75 touchdowns per game since 2011. Yeah. Did you hear that? Consistency. Consistency. Also, Mason Crosby is one of my favorite kickers. I know that no one talks about kickers, but points are points. They will march up and down the field. And he, since he plays outside, sometimes people sleep on him. You should not sleep on him. And by the way, he only had two games with less than six points in 2016. I had wide receivers that couldn't say the same. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, sleepers. Everyone's a sleeper, I guess, if they play with Aaron Rodgers, but not really because you have to take Devontae Adams. Hi. Um, that's fine. Uh, listen, uh, he had 12 touchdowns, uh, which was incredible last season. Uh, 75 catches for 997 yards. No, it's not quite a thousand. It's three yards shy, but we can pretty much put that in. But he is a fourth round pick. Uh, again, it's kind of a wasteland, so I'm okay with that. I'm okay with a fourth round pick because of everyone else there. Um, but, you know, it's interesting. I think Randall Cobb's going to be a little more involved than people anticipate. You know, it was just him two years ago that had the th thousand yards and double digit touchdowns. So I think he's going to kind of rotate a little bit more than what make people comfy. Uh, and you can get uh, Cobb definitely at a discount in the ninth round. I'm seeing him even go later. Everyone's pretty low on him. Martellus Ben is the real wild card here. Uh, like Courtney said, he has seven touchdowns last season, a fantastic player. He was uh, technically behind Rob Gronkowski and still he finished as the uh, seventh highest fantasy tight end in standard scoring. But, um, Green Bay doesn't really need a tight end. They've gone a long time without it, and they really like Lance Kendricks there, and Richard Rodgers is still there. Uh, I'm not quite sure what his role is going to be on an every-week basis, so that's why I'm a little bit nervous about him. And don't draft Ty Montgomery, and I'm telling you why. So we're going to talk about the Cardinals here in a minute, but um, John Brown uh, is still dealing with massive sickle cell trait issues, and it was just a reminder that Ty Montgomery has that too. And uh, Ty Montgomery also got hurt. Listen, it's not sickle cell trait related, uh, but it was a lower leg injury. And um, I'm just worried because now Jamal Williams is going to get a chance to shine. Maybe even Aaron Jones. I would I would watch this very carefully. And you got to take Ty Montgomery in the third round. That makes me nervous. All right, Washington. Washington. We have touched on the Kirk Cousins of all. I feel like every quarterback we're not into are like, wait for Kirk Cousins. Wait for Kirk Cousins. Just wait yes. for Kirk Cousins. So, you know, we're into Kirk Cousins. You get him in the eighth round. It's glorious. The receivers this year are Jameson Crowder again and Terrell Pryor, uh, Brandon's homeboy. Listen, Pryor in the third round. Does that seem a little high to anybody else? Yes. Yeah. Or are we just like diving in? We're just going to do it because we believe in Kirk Cousins so much. I don't know. I think the jury is still out for me on Pryor that high. Like, I love Pryor, and I wish I could get him in the fifth round, which is where I think he should be going. Um, but I don't think he can. So I might have to pass on him for somebody different in that area. Um, 
that I'm going to try to get Jamison Crowder everywhere else I possibly can in the sixth round. I think that that is great value for him. I think he's going to have a really good year. I think people are going to be focusing on Pryor more than Crowder. Um, so I really like Crowder's um, value. Uh, Dustin Hopkins, the kicker. You can draft him. Listen, here's my deal with these running backs. Fat Rob might be the new shiny toy in the NFL, but I just can't get behind it. The Washington Redskins have a ridiculously hard schedule. Um, and I think that's really going to affect the running game, which we saw last year. The running game just never happened. And I just don't think it's going to like all of a sudden be amazing this year. Um, so I don't love them, any of them. Um, I also don't love Jordan Reed. I'm sorry. Injuries, injuries, injuries. Uh, he's dealing with a bad toe right now. So again, if you're going to take a tight end early and you have to take him rel relatively early, you take him in the fifth round for a tight end. Um, I'd rather go a little earlier in the fifth round with a Greg Olson or go a little bit lower with a Jimmy Graham. If I want to get a tight end in that place then worry about a Jordan Reed who has a tough schedule and just not reliable when it comes to injuries. Um, also, you're not going to draft the Washington Redskins defense. That would be silly. Give me Jimmy but Graham. Give me Jimmy, Jimmy Graham. Give me right? Jimmy Graham. I mean, Jimmy Graham has injury issues too, but he's got a better schedule. Not last year. He, what? Not last year. Not last year. Yeah, no, not last year. But yeah, so we'll see. I think I think it'll be fine. I I think I think you can go Jimmy Graham over Jordan Reed. All right, we are going to skip down to the Chicago Bears at the Arizona Cardinals, Brandon. Absolutely. All right, the Chicago Bears. So Mitchell Trubisky actually came out there and played surprisingly well. It uh, sounds like they're still going to be going with Mike Glennon, but for how long? Nobody knows, but I'll say this. Uh, I thought it was promising. I wouldn't have traded up one spot to get him when San Francisco didn't want him anyway, but still, congratulations, Chicago. It looks like Mitchell Trubisky uh, looks decent. Congrats. Uh, as far as what's going on with their running back situation, it is going to be Jordan Howard all day, every day. Um, I understand that Tariq Cohen is there and that they're excited to have like a pass catching option. And certainly Jordan Howard has a lot of question marks as to whether or not he can catch the ball. But I still feel like he's going to be a volume play. John Fox is not going to completely abandon the run no matter what the game script is. He didn't do it last year either. And that's what they're going to do. So um, I, people are really scared to draft Jordan Howard, but I'm kind of scared to draft anybody because it's the National Football League and God only knows. So um, I just don't think that he has any more red flags than anyone else. I know the team isn't very good. I know that there are issues, but they actually have a pretty good offensive line. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think that if you're going to sit there and tell me that the guy who has over five yards per carry, a ton of yards after contact, is all of a sudden going to fall off the face of the earth, I'm going to have a difficult time with that. So there you go. Uh, and also, I think it's fine if they bring in Tariq Cohen. The problem is, is that the reason they didn't take Jordan Howard off the field last year, because actually Jordan Howard played in the majority of the snaps since he became the starter, is because he's also really good at pass protection. He's a really good blocker. So there's really no reason to take him off the field. So Tariq Cohen's going to have to really prove himself here. And I, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to hold my breath on that. 
I think we can all decide that Cam Meredith is definitely the wide receiver one. Supposedly they're watching tape with Kevin White to remind him that he used to be awesome. I found that to be very bizarre. Um, he denies the reports and everyone else is like, yeah. So good luck to him. Um, and then uh, Adam Shaheen it also looked pretty good in preseason. Uh, right now they have Dion Sims list listed as the starting tight end, not Zach Miller. Zach Miller has also dealt with a lot of injuries, but that is just an FYI for you. Um, and yeah, I, I you know what? And I wonder if their defense is going to be a little bit better. I, I am not as down on the Bears as I thought I was. FYI. Me neither. Not from a fancy perspective. I think it's actually no. Pretty I think decent. they look they look decent on paper. Victor Cruz even got a touchdown during the preseason game, Ooh. which was exciting, and did his first salsa dance. So uh, I think that he's an interesting kind of flyer too if you're playing DFS. Mm, like it, Ashley. What about the Cardinals? So David Johnson, obviously, he's the top pick coming off the draft entirely. <laughs> so unless you've got the first pick, you can kiss him goodbye. Um, Larry Fitzgerald. Sixth round, he's going after Golden Tate and after Brandon Marshall and after Matavis Bryant. I don't understand this at all, but you know what? Use that to your advantage. Use his arguably lower ADP after finishing 17th highest last year to your advantage. Go get Larry Fitzgerald. The volume is insane. He's a good guy. Uh, everybody else, I'm just not sure I'm feeling. John Brown's going in the ninth round. I'm a little bit nervous about him there. Carson Palmer's just a guy that you would stream. Um, there's really nobody else of notice on this team. Well, now that they've said that Jerron Brown is the starter opposite Larry, you're not going to yeah. buy into the hype? No. There are a lot of Browns there, though. we got to be very clear and enunciate. Yeah. There's John, John Brown Jerron. and Jerron Brown. I'm staying away from oh. both Browns. Because you know what, this happened a couple of years ago too, where they, they went back and forth and it became such a every other game, you're not sure which Brown was gonna actually be the better Brown that day. I, I don't like it, you know? There's other players I think are more consistent in that range that I would rather get. But Larry, I'm in all day on. All day, Cardinals defense. All right, the Denver Broncos, the San Francisco 49ers. This is, again, another really, really easy, easy team. I will say the Denver defense is going high. Their ADP is in the ninth round. That Don't is really high for a defense. I, I'm not willing to take a defense in the ninth round. There are other players and needs you need to fulfill in the ninth round. Um, Courtney had mentioned earlier that she's willing in a different, I want to say maybe it was last week's podcast, she's willing to go a little bit. Uh, early for a defense, but I'm not sure even Courtney's willing to go in the ninth. That's pretty early. So no, I'm not. Mm -mm. Don't. I, there's other defenses out there that you can get in uh, the ninth round. So um, C.J. Anderson, he's going the fifth round, 23rd off the board. Um, I like him, and I actually have him ranked higher than others. But um, as in long the as he fifth can stay round, healthy. I think it's great. I think that's good value yeah. for starting running back on a good team. But how long uh, like and how many snaps? Uh, yeah. Who if do you think stays... to take a starting job? Well, I'll let Ashley answer that question. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's all going to come down to injury, right? I mean, it's you've got Booker who's been injured. You got Charles who's injured. You got C.J. Anderson who has injury issues. Um, but in the fifth round, I'm willing to take a risk on C.J. Anderson. 
I am. So um, Jamal Charles is a sleeper for me. Keep your eye on him. But it's hard to say because he's not going to play this preseason game either um, with that knee injury. He says he's ready to go, but it's Joseph who's the one that's kept him out, which I understand he wants to make sure he's fully healthy. Um, but he's a sleeper. Nothing. Don't stretch for Charles. But as always, I love DT, Demarius Thomas, and Sanders. You can get Demarius in the third round, and you get Sanders in the seventh, which is really interesting because they usually fall within, like, two spots of each other when all is said and done when the season is over. So, uh, you know, Demarius finished the 19th highest scoring wide receiver last year, 13th in 2015. Sanders was the uh, 21st highest last year and the 17th highest in 2015. They are arguably the best tandem in football, and that was all with very bad quarterback play. So you are certainly not drafting quarterbacks, but I think the quarterback play will be better this year, so I think you can probably expect more 2015 numbers than 2016 numbers. But again, they're, they're close. They're pretty consistent. And then McManus, again, know your settings, as we have mentioned. Uh, that man can kick, and the air is thin. So if you have got extra bonus points for – the length of your kick, the usual settings, there is obviously bonuses for the distance, but some have additional bonuses on top of that based on settings, and McManus is your guy. I think he kicked, what, like a 75-yarder in practice? Um, and the guy has consistently been able to kick in the 70s in practice. And they're a team that will um, – They're going to have to go, go for it for sometimes. It. They go, they go, <laughs> you know, they're willing to go for it because they know they got the leg, they got the thin air, so it's, it's an option in Denver. It's an option in Denver. All right, the San Francisco 49ers. Let's see. Carlos Hyde is going in the third round, which I think is way too high. Third yep. round. You get CJ Anderson in the fifth, and you're going to get Carlos Hyde in the third round for a guy that gets hurt all the time, has a bad offensive line, and the absolute worst schedule for running backs, which means I'm not taking a flyer on Joe Williams either in the 12th round. I think there's other flyers down there I would take. The only other guy that is draftable is Pierre Garçon, who I love usually, but I don't think I can get behind him with the 49ers jersey on. I kind of like a lot of the guys going around Garçon, so I'm just not aiming for a guy that is so risky on such a bad team. People are liking this offense right now, though. Um, it's, laughable. it's laughable. I'm getting Brian Hoyer in two quarterback leagues, but that's I've got because I can get him so late. Well, yeah. and you know what? Oh, yeah. yeah, and I think that again, everyone has values somewhere. Super risky, right? But I think that's okay. I mean, Brian Horner is not a bad quarterback. It's just that he loses confidence, and the team loses confidence in him. It seems to happen everywhere he goes. So I don't know. I, I think this is a good place for him. I think it could be. Okay. Well. You guys, it's the 49ers. Potential. It's 2017. It's not 2018. We're not diving in. Okay, we're, mo we're moving on. Okay, if you're gonna take a risk, it's Pierre Carson, but I really think that's asking for a lot, a lot, a lot. Let's get to a really draftable team, the LA Rams, the Oakland oh, Raiders. Oh, you know Here it. We go. Here, Here it we is. Go. Why? Why are we there? What? What are we talking about? We're talking about. Cooper Cup, who I've brought up over and over again, and now it's in vogue to like Cooper Cup, and I'm the only person that talked about him since the freaking draft, people. He got two of his th three targets for 35 yards in Saturday's preseason opener, and when Robert Woods fumbled the ball, Cooper Cup scored his first touchdown in the National Football League by landing on it, and it counted. Good for you, Cooper Cup. 
Good for you, yep. LA Rams. Make it get, get it done somehow. Get he was interviewed somehow. afterwards, and he was like, well, that wasn't exactly what I thought my first touchdown in the National Football League would be, but I'll take it. And I was like, that's the attitude. That's Way right. to go, man. Well, Again, this uh, guy <laughs> Well, from, because that's probably what they're going to look like for the rest of the season. This guy from Eastern Washington is the possession guy. If you're in a PPR setting, you can still get him in the 14th round, and he could be the number one wide receiver for the Los Angeles Rams. And by the way, the number one receiver last year for this team did get over 1,000 yards. It was Kenny Britt. It's a different situation. It's a different team, but it's something to think about. Sammy Watkins got traded to the Los Angeles Rams, and yes, he should be the number one wide receiver if Jared Goff can get it down the field to him, and I think that's a huge if. Um, I still like Sammy Watkins as a talent. I think this is exciting, and I'm actually excited for him to have a new start because clearly the Buffalo Bills didn't think all that much of him. So this time has come. Way to go, Sammy Watkins. Todd Gurley um, is still a bell cow back. I know that he didn't do great things for you last season, but I think you need to wipe that away. It's a new year. Get it back together. Yes, he definitely has yards per carry drop, um, his yards after contact drop. He had a lot of issues, but so did everyone on the Los Angeles Rams last year. Only 885 rushing yards last year as opposed to 1,106 the year before. I think that he goes back to the, that 1,000 yards. Um, and I think that just in general, he's going to be better. I mean, he obviously wasn't going to sustain the 4.8 yards per carry. That's very hard. He went down to 3.2, but I think he's going to go somewhere in between there around the four yards per carry and he'll be productive. Um, Jared Goff is just a two quarterback kind of sleeper just because no one's competing with him. So a lot of the really late, late round guys are in competitions. He's not. So he's actually safer. Um, and then Tyler Higby and Gerald Everett, they're kind of pumping him up is this two tight end set and that might actually help again with cooper cup and these two tight ends with the yep. short distance stuff i'm into it um and gerald everett doesn't even have an adp and barely tyler hegby so it's very interesting very interesting all right we have the raiders i like the raiders i do i just feel it could be held to some really low scoring games, which means low scoring fantasy points for your players. Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree have the third um, from the worst schedule for wide receivers. They play tough corners all season. I do not like where you can get Cooper. Um, I do like where you can get Cooper though. I don't love Lynch um, as like, or Miller. And that's kind of where Cooper's falling as well. So I think that I would go Cooper over anybody else over this team, but I'm not in love with Cooper as a top wide receiver. Like he is a top wide receiver. He's going to give you the fantasy points, but he's not going to give you the fantasy points where you're going to draft him. In my personal opinion, Marshawn Lynch is such a risk. I'm not buying in. I love him and wish him the best, but that is a really tough schedule for a guy that's over 30 and has only played seven games in the last two years. Just doesn't bode well for him. I, I can't. Um, I love Derek Carr too, but I'm not taking him in the sixth round before Russell Wilson and Cam Newton. I just, it's too high. It's too high. The blood, it's just so, it's so rich. I can't, I can't. And all of these players will have nice seasons, I'm sure, but it's just where you drafted him, I just don't see the value. They're good players and they'll have good seasons, but you want them to have great seasons where you're drafting them. Would you rather have Dak don't. Prescott than Derek Carr? Yes. Me too. Corey, get him? Yeah. Yes. I would yes, say absolutely. period. I don't know. Derek Carr could have a really good season, but I think that if you draft well, 
you don't need a Raiders to be on your roster. That's my opinion. And I think Marshawn Lynch is a huge risk for how high you have to draft him. Um, and it's, it's just not my, it's not my jam. It's not my jam. All right, we have the Atlanta Falcons, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Lots of people to draft here. Who aren't you drafting, I guess, should be the question. So um, Matt Ryan last season had a 7.1% touchdown rate, which is touchdown in comparison to pass attempts, which is by far the highest he's ever had. He used to, his uh, former high, highest was 2.6. So um, that's not going to happen again. It will He will regress. But even if he regresses, I still think that he is a top-tier talent. He almost had 5,000 yards. He had 38 touchdowns. I, I think he'll be fine. Let's say he even loses 1,000 yards. He still has more yards than 80% of the quarterbacks in the National Football League. So I'm not completely against that. Uh, Devontae Freeman uh, suffered a concussion. He is not going to play um, more than likely in the in the preseason game. They are thinking he's going to return to practice. Tevin Coleman, though, is definitely the number two. There is no debate. They also made Devontae Freeman the highest paid running back in the National Football League. Um, so listen, I, I feel fine about Tevin Coleman starting. I don't have any problems with, uh, Devonte Freeman moving forward at all. Um, and I th know that he's a top pick and he should be also, um, wide receiver one, Julio Jones. Um, listen, Mr. Boomer bust, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, but if the guy has a 300 yard game upside, it's hard to ignore that. And Muhammad Sanu is reportedly the wide receiver two on this team. Then Taylor Gabriel without Kyle Shanahan there, they might actually get more work. It's a very interesting. So keep your eye on that. Neither of them have an ADP that's worth talking about. And then Austin Hooper is the sleeper of the year. Everybody He had the most targets in the Super Bowl last year. I think that he is someone that they actually do trust. They want to move forward with him. He was only a rookie last year and yes, yes, during the regular season, it wasn't exceedingly impressive, but he just kept improving. And I think that this year, they're really going to come out guns a blazing. As far as the Pittsburgh Steelers are concerned, here it is. You either believe that Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown should be the beginning of round one and that Martavis Bryant should be in the fourth round pick. And you think then that Ben Roethlisberger is going to have the year career year this year. This is not a year's. Then that makes sense. Or if you have Ben Roethlisberger ranked outside of your top 12, one of these guys isn't going to be a top four talent. It's probably Martavis Bryant, people. Still hope it's, fully, it's still not even fully reinstated. He can practice with the team, but he's not completely back yet. Supposedly it's a, you know, red tape formality stuff, but still I am just, I'm nervous about this. I don't think that this is the best situation. I, I, I am very nervous. So for me, I be still believe in um, Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, even though Le'Veon Bell is still not at practice. He's still holding out and supposedly yeah. taking a really hard line because of Devontae Freeman's contract. He believes he should even be making more money than that. And I think the Steelers are kind of like, well, but Devontae Freeman doesn't get suspended. And, you know, I, listen, I, Le'Veon Bell is a fantastic talent, but that's a fair point, though.
It's business is business. So yeah. I do want to point that out. Hopefully he comes back soon, but right now he is not here. James Connor is his uh, supposed handcuff, a hometown boy. You want to check that out. Um, as I said, Martavis Bryant, not fully reinstated yet, although everybody thinks that he's going to be the next coming. If that's the case, then you think that Ben Roethlisberger must be the steal of the draft because right now Ben Roethlisberger is going in the ninth round after Marcus Mariota, Kirk Cousins, James. Winston, all those guys, Derek Carr, Roethlisberger's going after that, so you must think it's a deal. I think that that's probably where he should be. Um, and then Jesse James is their tight end. Meh. Meh. What else do you say about Jesse James? They I mean, don't like, need a tight end. They only yeah. went to Heath Miller because Ben loved him. Well, they do usually get – well, Heath Miller get, gets a lot of touchdowns, but actually yeah. Jesse James got a decent amount of touchdowns last year. True. Only three, but he only had 39 catches, so that's 10% almost. It's true. It's true. All right, we have the New Orleans Saints, the Los Angeles Chargers. So Mark Ingram is another one of these players that I just can't compute in my head what is going on with our counterparts because he is going in the fifth round after Amir Abdullah, after Doug Martin, after Adrian Peterson on his own team who was behind him on the depth chart. I don't understand what's going on here. I do not understand it. He was the 10th highest scoring running back last year. He is the bell cow. Adrian Peterson will be used, but not to the extent everybody else is thinking he will be used. So go get Ingram in the fifth. He will have another great year. He is great value there. Michael Thomas is someone you're obviously going to get second round. Uh, Drew Brees, you can get him in the fourth. He is someone that we always tell you to target because you can get him much lower than you can get Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees. We like guys lower. We generally say wait even lower. But Drew Brees is someone that could potentially fall to you in the fifth, depending on your league, and he is well worth it in that range. So, But like we said, that third, fourth round, we don't love that round either. So if you want to go get Drew Brees in the fourth, do it. I feel good about that. Ted Ginn Jr., ladies, he officially is on the depth chart as the number two wide receiver over Willie Sneed. I told you it was coming. I told you. Love him. You get him in the and 12th round. And then he round. messed up, dropped a beautiful pass. I was like, that's so Ted Ginn. That's so Ted Ginn. You know what you get with Ted Ginn. That's what you get with Ted Ginn, and that's fine. But you can get him in the 12th round. Again, if he drops a pass, you give him the 12th round. Wide receiver two, talent, that's fine with me. Love Ted again. Hopefully you can get him before his ADP goes up. But with drops like that, it probably will stay right around where it is. Willie Sneed, on the other hand, you have to get in the sixth. That is way too high for Willie Sneed. I anticipate that is going to drop a bit. Um, but we'll have to see how this next preseason game is. And as I said, Adrian Peterson, you get him in the fourth. That is way, way, way too rich for me. He is not going to play. Um, sorry, he didn't play in the preseason last week. So, again, we haven't really seen much from him. So, I'm not into it. If you want someone, Alvin Kamara, you can give him the 14th round, one of your super late flyers. But at some point, there's just not enough to go around for everybody. So, All right, Brandon, what about you? All right, so I'm going to say the must draft is going to be Melvin Gordon. However, I do want to say that he's never averaged more than four yards per carry. Actually, hasn't gone more over 3.9. That's been his max. Uh, he, he was a big touchdown guy. That's great. You got to hope that they're going to be able to move the ball up and down the field. Um, but that's interesting to me. Uh, Hunter Henry, guys, is the starting tight end. And, and Antonio Gates has said it. it it's pretty much 
done. I know that people are very worried about Antonio Gates. I just do not see that being an issue. I think this guy's going to get his record and he's going to sit his tushy down. Um, now, I, maybe, I mean, maybe not. And listen, he did catch two, all but both of his targets that he had in the preseason for 10 yards and a touchdown. I think that was just sending a signal. You know, the bat mm-hmm. signal, like it's coming. And uh, I will say that uh, Keenan Allen is back. He looks good. Uh, Tyrell Williams is back. He looks good. He's excited to be playing with Keenan Allen. I think there's a possibility that both these guys want to feed off of each other. I think that's great. Uh, Keenan Allen, though, um, let's be honest, it's been a rough few years for this guy and we're not quite sure what's there anymore um no offense to him or anything he's yet to play a 16 game season he's only played nine games in the last two years um you know all unlucky breaks but let's be real and uh <laughs> you know i mean at some point you the have pun. to say the pun <laughs> it's punny it's, it's punny. punny and philip rivers is mr interception know your league settings if um you are fine with interceptions if it's only negative one and some leagues don't even count interceptions, which I think is blasphemy, but it does, yeah. it does happen. Um, then you won't care about his 21 interceptions to 33 touchdowns, but I care. I care. You care. You care. And that's it. You guys, that is our long and amazing show. Uh, make sure you hop over to herfancyfootball.com slash cheat sheet and print it off before you go to your draft very important it's all laid out for you very easy to follow and it's amazing go to hellofresh.com enter her ffb30 to get your 30 dollars off your first order um also you can follow our chat with us on twitter at her fantasy fb you can also direct uh ask us a question on twitter at her fantasy fb and you are entering into the pool to get two dollars or to get a free day pass um at the fantasy sports show in toronto august 25th to the 27th it will be amazing you can chat with us on facebook as well and uh let's see here what else do we have to cover ladies is that all is that all i think auction.com guys Go over there. You can get a signed photograph of Willie Sneed, now the third wide receiver, Ashley, of the Saints for $15. (laughs) Because when he pops right back up to the second wide receiver, it'll be worth it. Then you can send it to Ashley. And then you can send it she to Ashley. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, does. Blake Bortles, find a signed autograph, something. Yeah. Blake Bortles and send it to her, please. Please. Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon. Yes. Yes. Just have a have a return address. <laughs> <laughs> we you can listen to us on Saturday night on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio from 9 to 11 Eastern. So Make sure you get us twice a week. It's fabulous. Until next time, guys, no more faking it.